Welcome to the Dulas Youth Podcast. We hope this encourages and empowers you to be connected to God and one another. Thanks for joining us today. Enjoy the message. Welcome back to the Digging Deeper Podcast. This is episode 10. That's, what do you think about that? That's big time. Yeah. Like, that means you you guys have kind of like made it past. Like, We've made it past the single digits. Yeah, just being uh, yeah. like a newborn podcast. Like when you when you become 10 years old, it's a big deal. Yeah, I remember my 10-year-old birthday. I thought I knew everything. What'd you get for your 10-year-old birthday? You said you remembered it. I just remember like 10, <laughs> being 10. Okay. I don't remember it as well as you're okay, well. accusing me of knowing it. All right. Well, here we are. I'm your host, Matt Cameron. I'm with the one and only Nick Cannon Nick today. Cannon. I'm back. You're back. Pretty you must quickly. have been good enough that we let you, we let I you guess. return. All right. So Nick preached on Sunday, uh, gave us a good message. But Nick, before we get into our study today... I wanted to kind of lead us into the into the discussion okay. by asking you a question that I think will be hard for you to answer. Oh, great. Right? So you ready for it? Yeah. Okay, so Nick talked to us. One of the main points was on anger. Mm-hmm. Anybody that knows Nick knows that he's not a naturally angry person. And my guess is he searched far and wide to figure, the, figure out the illustration of when he got angry, and it was when he was playing Smash Brothers or Smash Like two Bros, days ago. How do you say it? Yeah. And, I mean, yes, that's anger, but uh-huh. that's not like, hey, man, I really got angry about this. Yeah. So I need to know a time in your life that you were the most angry. Like, this was, this was you really being upset. It can be embarrassing. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a time I was, like, really really angry it had to be like growing up mad at your parents mad at your sister okay yes okay. this one is kind of embarrassing <laughs> yep uh so when i was younger um you know one of one of my friends we were hanging out skating riding bikes all day and he lived in a neighborhood like close to mine yeah. like not the same neighborhood but like right across the street and so we were hanging out and he was like oh dude you want to spend the night and so I'm like, oh, yeah, let, let me just call my mom. Let me go, let me run over to my parents' house and ask them if I can spend the night. Because, you know, it, it was like a Friday. We had nothing to do. There was, there was no reason I shouldn't have been able to spend the night. <laughs> and as I just alluded to, when yeah. I asked my parents, they said no. And I just got really upset about it because, as I said, there was no reason I shouldn't have been able to spend the night. So I got super mad. I, like just skated off and went and hung out with him for like another hour or so and then came back and was just mad. And so I thought that it would be smart to, I would really get back at my parents by sleeping in my closet (laughs) because my thought was, okay, I go to sleep in this closet and you know, I'm going to sleep way late and my mom's going to come up and be all scared because I'm not in my bed. And so I thought, I thought that was a great idea, but no, it didn't work because I woke up before my mom came in my room and <laughs> I just was uncomfortable. So I woke up extra sore the next morning. So I guess, I guess, yeah, that's an embarrassing, a dumb decision that my anger in that moment made me, there you go. made me make. So you don't have any stories of like kicking through walls, punching a wall, no, smashing I, glass. No, I never nothing. broke anything like that. Man. It's too bad. No. Well, I sure it's too bad. Yeah. So I know that s- some people might 
be surprised by it. But uh, I used to get real angry when I was younger. Oh, I that is surprising. I <laughs> had a little bit of a, of a violent temper. And, you know, I have, I have a few stories of breaking things and doing all that. Um, I'll tell you one of the worst. This is more recent than I wish it was. Um, it was Father's Day. Mm-hmm. And I had just taken my wife to Disney World for her 30th birthday. It was our 10-year anniversary. It was the 10-year anniversary of me asking her to marry me. Um, and also, like, it was in advance of our 10-year wedding anniversary, but I mm-hmm. wanted to surprise her. So we go to Disney World for a whole week. Last day, take her to Cinderella's Castle. We eat dinner or uh, eat breakfast there, and they bring out this glass slipper that says, you know, oh, nice. 10, 10 years, happy yeah. anniversary, all this sort of stuff. So one of the things they gave us was they usually give them to kids, but, you know, at Disney World, everybody's Come a on. kid. Yeah. So I got this sword. That nice. when we came back, it's plastic. When we came back, I gave it to my boys. Okay. I was like, hey, y'all can have this. I don't need the sword. Yeah. But it was kind of a cool thing. So on Father's Day, it's like a month later, we're supposed to be going to eat lunch at mm-hmm. a place that I really wanted to go. Kids are just going nuts, like ruining yeah. the day. It had been a rough day at church. And <clears throat> my wife starts mouthing off. And so I rip the 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 sword out of my oldest son out of will's hands and i grab it i'm driving i grab it and i just snap it in half wow and as soon as i did it like i realized you're a moron (laughs) my wife starts crying both my boys (laughs) start crying this whole thing and i'm like why in the world did i did that do that like i didn't realize it was special to her yeah it was special to them it was this whole thing and i was trying to do it for like shock value because i was angry and i'm yeah. like oh look i'm so strong i can break plastic uh-huh. um, but yeah that was that was a bad deal nice. that was one of those things that is the opposite of what paul tells us to do yeah. in ephesians 4 right exactly he says uh, in your anger do not sin or the way the esv says it is be angry and don't sin. And I want to kind of camp out on this. Yeah. Um, so, like, when we're digging deeper today, it's going to be a lot about anger. Because I think this is one of those things, especially in our society at this moment, which if you listen to this podcast later, we're in the, the middle of the coronavirus pandemic. Um, it's, it's August. The George Floyd stuff uh, mm-hmm. happened in May. Breonna Taylor's uh, killers still haven't yeah. been arrested, like all this, all this stuff. And there's a lot of people filled with anger. Mm-hmm. Some of it is, is rightly so. Yeah. Like, um, it, it, it's, it's hard to deal with these things. And, and it's not just racism. I mean, it's the political landscape we have right now. Everything is, seems to be divisive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have a belief on anything, everybody's going to tell you what's wrong. Yeah. And so what I want to do today is spend some time just really looking at God's Word about how we should act in our anger and honestly look at Jesus and how He acted when He had anger, Mm -hmm. all right? So let's go back to the Gospels, and I'll just tell the story so that not everybody has to worry about going there or anything like that. But Jesus comes into the temple, and He sees all these money changers, mm-hmm. honestly thieves, people that are making money off of, off of God in his house. So it wasn't that 
you know, oh, you can't have a bookstore in the church or we're in the children's building, an ice cream yeah. shop or a snack bar where people are paying for what they need. But what was happening is these people would come to make a make a an a offering, a sacrifice uh, at the temple. And so based upon what sin it is that you were sacrificing for to get forgiveness, it would be, you know, two doves or a sheep or a goat or big time, hey, it's a calf, all mm-hmm. those type of things. So when they would go up, these, these money changers um, would see these people bringing in like their, their little sheep. And to them, this was a pure, spotless, this is a perfect sheep. It follows all the rules the Bible says. But they would have a priest look at it, and the priest would go, no, there's something wrong here. Mm-hmm. Like, if you ever think about, like, those, those movies or maybe just a clip you see on the Internet of, like, a cop that is a dirty cop, yeah. and he pulls you over for speeding, and all of a sudden he breaks the you know, the taillight, and he's like, oh, you have a taillight mm-hmm. out too? That idea. Yeah, setting them up. Yeah, so the money changers are going hey, there's something wrong with this sheep. It's not acceptable for the sacrifice. Or uh, I'm not sure those are doves. Those look like pigeons. Like you need, mm-hmm. you need something else. So what they would do is they'd con people and make them buy their sacrifices because these are temple yeah, approved. they were good. Yeah, like this, this is the good stuff. So what was happening is Jesus sees them taking advantage of all these people, and it makes them irate. Mm-hmm. Um, the... The word that we talk about it theologically is this righteous indignation. Mm-hmm. So it's this righteous anger. And he gets so overwhelmed that what's he start doing? Starts flipping tables. Yeah. Flipping tables. It says that he makes a whip yeah. and starts driving everybody out. And that's, tells, that's pretty irate. Yeah. <laughs> and tells everybody. My father's house is supposed to be a house of prayer, and you've made it a den of robbers. So, here, here's my point. I think it's important that we understand what Jesus was doing here, okay? Notice that Jesus flipped over tables, but he didn't, didn't go and, like, beat everybody. Yeah. It, it was the, the problem of what they were doing. It wasn't the people. Mm-hmm. Like when Jesus is driving them out, he's not making an issue. He's not, he's not beating or whipping people. He's not doing all those things. So I guess my question is, when we're filled with righteous anger, when we're filled with righteous indignation, because there's things that are going on in our world that are wrong mm-hmm. and they make us angry, angry from a biblical standpoint, why is it important for us to realize that we need to be mad at the problem, not the people. Why, why, why do you think that's such an important distinction to make? Yeah, I mean, I think it's because, like, Jesus loves those people. Like, yeah. those are people still who, like, Jesus died for, still who Jesus is wanting to be redeemed, wanting them to come to a knowledge of who he is and um, what he's done for them. So, like, obviously Jesus has a love for them, but he doesn't have a love for this issue that you are angry about. Yeah. So I do think that's, that definitely is the important focus that we do need to have is just on the issue rather than, man, this person is horrible because they're part of this issue. We have to separate them. So, And I think it's important that we, we talk about it now mm-hmm. because there's some people 
that when they're struggling with the anger that's inside of them, they want to release it somehow. Yeah. And they even want to proof text Jesus mm -hmm. in the temple and go, hey, Jesus overthrew tables. Why can't I go, you know, X, Y, Z, do these type things? And what we have to realize is our weapons as Christians aren't the weapons of this world. Mm -hmm. Like we're not get out there trying to get in some physical battle. We're, we're demolishing strongholds. We're doing all these things, and we're going to get there in, in Ephesians chapter 6. But, like, the, the whole point of what Paul's saying here is he says, be angry, or in your anger, do not sin. And then the very next phrase that he gives us, if you look at it, he tells them that their, uh, their job is to not let the sun go down on their anger. Mm -hmm. So the point of what Paul's saying is, like, anger isn't something that should get a hold of you nonstop. Mm -hmm. Like, when you have this righteous indignation, it, it can be momentary. It can be something that frustrates you. It can be something that motivates you to want change, all those things. But don't let the sun go down on it. Like, if you've got a problem with someone, Jesus said the same thing when… Um, He's talking about if you're there at the altar and you're looking to offer your gift and you realize that you have something wrong with your brother, you know, that your brother sinned against you or you've sinned against your brother. He says, leave your gift at the altar, go take care of it and then come back. Mm -hmm. Like what Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians is that we're called to be ministers of reconciliation. Our job is not to inflame the problem mm -hmm. and make it worse. Our job is to use that anger to help, help be part of the solution yeah. in a way that is honorable to God. You know, he, he continues throughout that entire passage and talks about the same thing that Cole talked about last week. You, you went through it, that our, our job's not to be like the world. Our job is to be different, to put on this new fit, right? Mm -hmm. That's the way you kind of talked about yeah. it. So, so explain it a little bit to me. What, what is the difference for a Christian when we get angry and we put on our new self and we're going, hey, well, this is what I want to look like versus a worldly person that when they get angry, they react in a different way. How, how, how are Christians called to respond in a way that's different than the world? Well, that's a good question. Um, I, I think, honestly, like one thing, at least when I look at it, like as a, as a non-Christian trying to like solve something that they're angry about, they're, they're looking at it, at it more of a like, I wanna get back at this specific person yeah. and like wanting, even. wanting to make them pay. And yeah. that's how they see the success of it. Like, oh man, this person made me suffer or made other people suffer, yeah. right? And so they're like, I want them to, to suffer something as well. And so they see that as a success rather than seeing it um, as a, you know, let me, let me form the solution, right? Because yeah. obviously it is a problem. It is an issue. It is something we got to take care of. But um, as a Christian, we will want them to be, to walk into this new life as well. Yeah. And so helping them walk into this new life, walk into this life with Christ, have them have this transformation isn't going to come from us just getting even, right? Yeah. Like, when you're a kid, you, you hear it as like two wrongs don't make a right. Like 
sin, answering sin with sin, like all that's going to do is lead to more sin. It's not going to lead to life change. And so that's, I mean, that's the distinction that Paul gives here, like be angry and do not sin. And like, that's the thing we see with Jesus. Like he got angry in that moment, but he didn't use that moment as an excuse to sin. Yeah, he didn't get out of control. Mm -hmm. And, and, And that's where I think sometimes we kind of I don't know, embellish what we think Jesus did there because it mm-hmm. sounds so crazy. Yeah. But take it in context of what he's doing. One, this is, this is his father's house. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't just yeah. some guy coming in because he's mad that they're doing stuff in the mm-hmm. temple. Like it's God himself yeah. in the flesh. This is the son of God. Yeah, and like they're totally disrespecting it. Yes, <laughs> and, and, and it's just the, they've turned it into something it was never meant to be. And Jesus in that moment, allowed his anger to move him to do something mm-hmm. physically. But what, what I think we see more oftentimes than that is the times when Jesus had an opportunity to do that, and mm-hmm. he didn't. Yeah. And I think that speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. Like, when you consider on the night Jesus was betrayed, he knew Peter was going to deny him. He told him, yeah. uh, you're going to deny me three times. He knew Judas was about to betray him, and yet still washed both their feet mm-hmm. to show them the full extent of his yeah. love. And there's this, there's this side of it where you're going, man, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. I would have made Judas get up and watch, it, wash mm-hmm. everybody's feet if I would have known that. Or at least Peter, yeah. like, hey, you're about to fail big time. Uh-huh. Go ahead and wash everybody's feet. Peter. Yeah. Peter. I, that, that story is always so, like, just so moving. Mm-hmm. Just because, because that is a like gut check. I think to anybody, yeah. But like, it's like, well, one, like I would have an issue even washing your feet, someone I like, because I'm just, that would be difficult for me to do. But to do it, yeah, Yeah. to do it to somebody who like, I know in this moment is, is betraying me, like is against me, like, man, that's tough. But then that's also the difference between Jesus and us. Yeah. But that's, that's what draws people to Jesus. Mm-hmm. It, it's Mark ten forty five that he came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Mm-hmm. People that had no uh, right or no, um, they didn't deserve is the way I'm trying to say it. People that didn't deserve what he was doing for them, like us. Yeah, all of sinners. us. And yet he was willing to go through all that. And that's why he tells us he's, that whole passage where he says, you know, if someone strikes you on the right cheek, turn them the other one as well. Mm-hmm. If someone asks you for your cloak, give them your tunic. If someone asks you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Yeah. And that's like, that's such a difficult thing for us to grasp in the world we live in. I know me and Cole, we lead a college connect group yep. and there was, it was, it was a couple seasons ago, but like that text was in the connect group yep. lesson. And I were like, I think we spent the whole, whole connect group, like talking about that and just like how, like, they're like, that doesn't make sense. Like, why would I do that? Or like, and bringing up other issues. So if this is happening, am I just supposed to do that? And it's like, it is difficult for us to comprehend. Like it's tough. Yeah. It's one of those things that as Christians, we're called to wage war differently. Mm -hmm. And yes, it doesn't make sense that when you get arrested in Philippi for something that you didn't do, that when you're in jail and you have your feet tied 
to a post, and you have your arms spread as far as they can, strapped to a wall. Paul and Silas are just singing praises to God. Mm -hmm. And at midnight, an earthquake happens, breaks everyone out of jail, Mm -hmm. including Paul and Silas. And the Philippian jailer standing outside is about to take his own life because he knows, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. He's he's not going to and Paul and, Sil- Paul and Silas walk up and they say, hey, don't hurt yourself. We're all still here. Okay, this is like the greatest prison break of all yeah. time. Run, like yeah. get out of here. God broke you out. That's the way I uh-huh. look at it. Yeah, like this, I see your sign, God. <laughs> yeah. I'm going, yeah, like I'm, I'm out of here. here. <laughs> and so when they choose to say, no, I want to do this, the Philippian jailer has no clue what to do. Mm-hmm. He's overwhelmed with the fact that they didn't do what everyone else would do. And then that leads to transformation in his life. Absolutely. His whole family yeah. comes to Christ that night, and it's just, it's unbelievable. And that's what I would encourage everybody to do. Listen, we've got so many things that are wrong with our world today, mm-hmm. so many things that are trying to divide us, so many things that are causing us to have anger inside of us. But what I would tell you is do not let the sun go down on your anger. Like deal with it, give it to the Lord, and then respond in a way like Jesus, where you're willing to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to do things different. I'm not, I'm not going to respond the way the world does. I'm going to respond the way that Jesus has called me to. You know, when Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, and he says, why not be sued? Why not be wronged? Um, when Jesus says, blessed are you, when people revile you and insult you and say all kinds of evil about you because of me, for great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who came before you. Like, it's hard and it makes no sense Mm -hmm. in this world. Yeah. But when Christians can do that, our testimony, our testimony is so great. Yeah. People want to see people be genuine. So like when we are genuinely like Christ. Like that's just such a great testimony to people who don't know Christ yet, don't know Jesus, don't have that personal relationship. So when they see, oh wait, this guy isn't just like talking about this sort of stuff, but hey, he's kind of living against what the world says is okay. Like that's piquing my interest. Maybe I'm not ready to commit to what he's talking about, but I'm ready to listen. And like, that's a starting point right there. That's good. That's real good. Well, this is hard stuff. I, mm-hmm. uh, I hope that all you guys will put this into practice and let it challenge you. You know, start relationships or not start relationships, but build relationships and talk to people that have mm-hmm. differing views than you. Uh, you know, one of the things I absolutely hate, I'm going to preach about it on Sunday in mm-hmm. two weeks, is how we've developed this culture where if you don't agree with me, unfriend me or unfollow me right yeah. now. What in the world is mm-hmm. that? Like, that's not our job. Our job is to be like Jesus, to be friends of Mm -hmm. sinners, not to be, oh, hey, just unfriend me. I don't like you. Yeah. I mean, come on. Let's be friends with people that are different than us. Let's take the time to have the hard conversations. Let's take the time to go the extra mile, Mm -hmm. to turn the other cheek and do those things and watch how the gospel can advance through it. Well, thank you so much for listening today. Again, if this is helpful, if you enjoy this, make sure to like it and share it. Uh, If you haven't subscribed yet, make sure to subscribe wherever you are getting our content. Well, Nick, thanks for being with us today. I love being here. All right, and we will see you guys next week.
Thanks for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, even take a screenshot and share it to your social stories and tag us at Do Loss Youth. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you soon.